0: Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. You've made it for rejoicing, gladness, success, health, prosperity, peace of mind. You made it for our wholeness in every way and we thank you and we will conform to what you've made this work, this day for Lord. We will rejoice. We will be glad. Be happy. We'll be, we will enjoy what you've blessed us with. So we thank you Lord for this opportunity to sit before your feet and listen to your word and to hear and receive what you have for us. We honor you. We love you Lord. In Jesus name, amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So we're going to continue to talk about health and healing and the fact that uh, God's love heals. Amen. His His love heals us. And uh, we, we need to understand that the uh, enemy's goal has always been to separate us from God permanently. <clears throat> and he gets some people. Amen. He's able to take some people to hell with him. Amen. But God wants man returned to his rightful owner. That is God, the devil hasn't created anything he's a liar, a thief, an imitator. amen uh, he's no good, no good, no good, one hundred percent, and so we can expect that he would uh, try to uh, keep us sick, separate us from god's love, uh, make us believe that we will never recover, make us believe that god is is doing this to us and not allowing us. To have health and the things that we need in life. Every lie he can tell, he tells. And so we we need to understand, though, that love is greater than iniquity. It's greater than hate. God's proven love is more powerful. He proves it over and over and over again. And he wants to convince us of it. Amen. That's That's why we're here. He is convincing us of the power of his love. And so when we talk about health... Uh, we, we need to accept the fact that Jesus owns healing. Amen. He owns health. He, there is no other source for healing except Him. No other source. Why? Because He took sickness on His body. And by taking sickness, He began to own health. Because He put sickness under His feet. Where he has dominion over it, it can't get loose, it can't get out, it can't get away. And so the rest is for us to, to trust him to raise us up in health. And we have been raised up in health. If you're born again, you are healed. Amen? Just as you're saved, you're healed. The same Holy Spirit that reassures you that you are going to heaven one day is the same Holy Spirit that is able to reassure you of your health. Amen. And so we have to seek Him for that. We have to build our understanding and our knowledge. That's why we, we have these meetings. That's why we have church to give us knowledge and understanding and not just a good feeling, you know, in the atmosphere when you worship, but to get knowledge and understanding of what God wants now to do in our lives. He wants us 100% whole. Amen. He wants all of His people well. He doesn't want us really depending on natural means for our health because that's gonna wear out. Amen. After a while the natural doesn't work anymore. Amen. And so we need to understand He has something greater for us. And He's not forcing us. You know, people get this this bad understanding about the things of God. If He could force us to do stuff, He forced us to do a lot of things that we're not doing. Amen. But but that's love doesn't force itself that way. It doesn't demand. Love uh convinces, love embraces us, love you know, draws us and woos us and allows us the dignity of making the decision ourselves. Amen. And so that's why and in in if God is gonna be consistently God, if we're made in his image, he doesn't let anybody demand him either. You got me? He doesn't let anybody boss him around. He's not intimidated. And so he doesn't have any of that to work with to try and force us. He convinces us. He'll show you. He'll open your eyes. Once your eyes are open, you can't shut them again. Amen? It's just that simple. He enlightens. He lets the light flood in on us. Once the light of Christ floods in on you, the Bible says the darkness can't overtake that or comprehend it or put the light out. So that light stays. Amen. You know, sometimes we get all worked up about loved ones who ain't doing what God wants them to do. Well, you just be busy doing what God wants you to do? Amen. That's That's a distraction. You need to take it for granted. That the light's already shined on them. They can't put that light out. Now, they can run from it. They can act like it ain't there. They can pretend all day long, but they cannot put the light out. Amen. The light has shined in on their darkness. Amen. And so, and just, just rest in that. You know, thank God. God, I thank you that my children are in your light. That they have received of your light. And I thank you that they are walking in your light every day. Now, they might not be walking up to your specifications, but they're walking in the amount of light that they have, just like you are. Amen. You walking in your portion, they walking in theirs. (laughs) And when they stumble, it's because the enemies put something there that they didn't see. Amen. And so pray for them. Believe God. Believe the best for them at all times. Amen. Always believe the best. Amen. Amen. So Jesus, we said, is the only healer. He's not a healer. He's the healer. Amen. So healing only comes from him. Natural means can only uh, give you a remedy, a partial remedy, some relief, or, or maybe a natural cure. You can get a natural alleviation of symptoms or elimination of symptoms. But the root of disease is spiritual. So a natural can never solve a spiritual problem. You got me? Now I'm not against, you know, people, you mean I can't do, you can do whatever you want to do. But listen to what I'm telling you. Amen. You have to get it down in your spirit. You gotta get the word down in your spirit to drive disease and, and everything. If the word works to get you saved and it works to pay your bills. See, we want to pick and choose. Here we go with the Chinese menu again. Well, I like them little uh, ribs, but I don't like them funny dumpling things, you know. We pick what we want out of that. Be able to try them little dumplings sometime. They ain't too bad. You know, the little squid and all that. Some of that stuff ain't too bad. I saw some pig feet up in there one time in the Chinese restaurant. I said, oh, let me just go for the little trotters here for a minute. It had teriyaki on them. That was new, but you know, hey, I worked with it. Amen. <laughs> When I leave this earth, you're not going to have hardly anything that I didn't try to eat, all right? Now, I can say I ain't trying all kind of seeing and stuff, but if it's edible, I done tried it. And on my way to trying it, if I haven't. long as it don't crawl and bite me first, I think I might. <laughs> People. Know we good God is good for paying our bills, but He's not good for healing our bodies. When somebody tells you they're gonna pray for you and you know, and you complain of sickness, say, Well, let me pray for you. You look funny. No. Huh? <laughs> That's not the response you were looking for. Most of us want some kind of attention, some kind of pity, some or appeal. Amen. <laughs> I think we were one time we were I think we were at a conference and you know, when, when you get, you get up early, get on that bus, by the time you roll yourself out in that hotel, you about done. And, uh, I, I was, um I think it was Pastor Shirley asked me, he says, you got, you got a sinus pill? I said, I can pray for you. I want some drugs! I said, oh my goodness! Get back! Get back! Get back! So I prayed for it anyway, and the, and the the headache left immediately. She looked at me and laughed. I said, "I know. I feel you, sister. Amen. I want a pill. Amen." And 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 we do that because we want comfort. See, there's comfort there. Anything natural is is you doing it because you want the comfort of it. When you talk about spiritual, it's like straighten up, toughen up, put your faith out here because I'm getting ready to hit it with the anointing. Amen. No comfort here. Just take your prayer and and move on. Amen. Keep it moving. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. God is not against comfort; He gives us hugs all the time. amen sometimes when he I minister to people, He'll have me hug them and embrace them, but it's got to be anointed. you know it's, anointing is what's going to help you, you know so natural means can only help you after a disease is set in. There is no natural prevention of disease. Amen. I don't care how much they tell you, uh, we're into preventive medicine. What they do is give you a lot of rules and regulations. They don't, there's nothing that you can take. Now there are some things that can strengthen your body if you're deficient. You understand what I'm saying? There are some things that will, will help your quote unquote immune system. But after a while, you could get anything that'll overtake that stuff. So you can't sit up and just rely on taking the right supplement or avoiding the wrong foods and, you know, you get into that kind of stuff and you, you put yourself back into a legalism that God has delivered us from. You know, now if you've been, you really, these things really help you and you feel like you really need the help, have at it. All I'm saying is, you need to start relying on the Word of God because the Word of God will get to the root of these things. Amen. I'd rather eat the Word. You you buy a Bible one time and you can get medicine every day. You know, you seen some of these uh, um, uh, these uh, health food stores and. You you see some of the bills that they run up in there buying all them pills and stuff and that stuff is high, amen. It's very expensive. I remember when we were little kids, um, my dad was was one of these little. He would find out about something, you know. Everybody had to to take it. So I remember him. We had a huge bottle of cod liver oil pills. He was a These kids have too many colds. I'm going to, you know, whatever. So, I mean, now we know colds are good in a sense because they continually build up your immunity. So you don't get pneumonia to kill you. Every time you're exposed to germs, your body responds to it and builds up antibodies to fight them off. Do you understand? God takes care of everything, folks. Amen. But I remember them cod liver oil pills, and that bottle would never empty. So I remember my sisters and I having a contest, and we would get a, a glass of water and see who could drink, take like 10 of them all at one time or something like that, or how fast we could take that many of them because there was that many of them in that bottle. Amen. And wherever that apartment is, we used to live, it's a bottle of cod liver oil peel sitting right up there in that bathroom right now. Cause we never got to the bottle, bottom of the bottle. And we still had colds. And we still had every other, you understand what I'm saying? There's, there's nothing that can, you know, if we're looking to prevent everything that's difficult in life, you're not really believing the truth. Jesus said in this world, you'll have trouble. You have, but to be of good cheer, He's overcome everything. See, it's not so much about avoiding everything. It's about overcoming it. A lot of people don't believe that, but that's what God set up for us. He set up for us to overcome, not to avoid. There's something about God. He delights in seeing His kids challenge evil. He loves it. Amen. He loves it. Why? Because it takes fear of faith, and without faith, it's impossible pleasing. So when we use our faith, he's pleased. And what do we use our faith for? Against the devil, against everything of this world and of this this world system. So so that's what faith is for. Is for the overcoming life. Not that you won't have stuff, but you overcome it. Now, you can build up what I call a faith immunity to certain things. Amen. You build up a faith immunity. There are some things when, when you hear about other people getting them, you don't even get scared of it. You don't even give it a second thought. Amen. Because you've already got word in you that gives you confidence that you won't receive it. It's a faith immunity. Amen? It's a faith immunity. And so what we do is we stay strong in the Word. Stay strong in meditating on the Word and your faith immunity works. Amen? There are people that have family history of dot, 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 dot and never get whatever it is. There are people that, that live, you know, on the streets and, and are, are promiscuous, never get any disease. You understand what I'm saying? Or they'll get saved and God will spare them of disease. Amen. So, so it's not written that you'll get everything that you seem to be susceptible to. And for believers, it's good for us to keep our faith immunity strong. Stay in the word regarding your health. Stay in the word about your finances. Stay in the word. You know, if saints get busy praying. If some messes with their paycheck, they oh, I'm up in the morning, set the alarm for five o'clock, up worshiping God, and and you know, even before God wake up, you <laughs> beat him waking up. Oh, we know he never sleeps or slumbers. <laughs> But he like, who is that down? Seriously? At five? Oh my goodness. Huh? But we gets busy. Huh? Need to get as busy with your health. Amen. Sometimes we take chances. We'll, we'll still, uh, rely on. When I say rely, I mean you're not really trusting the word to take care of that for you. You know? Now, Don't nobody go home and throw away pills. You know you need to keep you feeling functional. You know, but but don't rely on that. Put your keep your faith out there for the day when that's totally gone. And thank God that you're healed now. You know it is so simple. Doesn't cost you anything, and it's not like you know you you, people get too sensitive about the wrong things. You know just. Get their feelings hurt if you say something about something they do, you know, that they feel sensitive about. Well, quit doing that. We're talking about spiritual truth here that, that you can live out of and you can help others to live in a higher level. Nobody's trying to take anything away from you. Amen. But we're trying to get you on a sure foundation. Amen. The Word of God is a sure foundation that you can build life on. Anything you need in life can be built on that foundation of the Word of God. So put the Word of God under your whatever you do in the natural that you feel helps you. But don't, you can, you can test yourself if you get nervous and upset if something is taken away from you at the thought of it. Amen. You got me? So you just need to be strengthened in the Word of God. Amen. That's all. You know, nobody's trying to point the finger at you or tell you're wrong about anything but we don't rely on natural things when there's a spiritual cure and a spiritual cause for the things. So the root of sickness and disease, the nature of disease need to talk about that a little bit. Um, the disease is a result of iniquity and then in Genesis chapter 3, You see where that came into man's soul. 3, verse 3, and the woman's talking to the serpent. She says, but of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die, for God does know. That in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you'll be as God's knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good. Amen. Now before she saw it wasn't good. So seeing is a function of your soul. Your eyeballs don't see just because I see. Your brain tells your eyes what you're looking at. So all of that has to be sorted out physiologically, but it does come through the mental or the the soul or the brain. Amen? So when your soul begins to die, you start seeing things differently. Amen? How many of you grown women, when you were young girls, your mother told you, don't go kissing boys. So when you were 12, 13, if a boy kisses, you, get away from me. Because mama's words were in your ears. What changed? <laughs> huh? You heard something different. Cube Mr. Barry White for me, please. And I mean right now. That's what you heard. Right. Huh? Totally different way of looking at things now. Huh? See y'all got me? So don't get mad at Eve, okay? All these- Judgers, these religious judges, theologians. Well, if she hadn't done that, we would, she had no choice. You'd have done the same thing if you were in her shoes. God knew it was going to happen to somebody. That's why Jesus Committed to die before the foundation of the earth. If he, if nobody was ever going to do that, he never would have done that. Never would have made that provision. He knew somebody was going to do it. Amen. <laughs> that would have been one of those days, it says, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, she saw differently than she had seen before. See, sometimes the first step in being healed is to see yourself differently. How you see yourself. To get saved, you gotta see yourself Living a better life you got it you know if people say someone says, "Well, well, why don't you give your life to the lord and, and he'll help you with this he'll do and and people will listen because they see themselves out of the dilemma that they 're in. they say, Well, maybe I should do, maybe let me try this and see if it doesn't work for me. See that seeing differently is very, very important to conversion it's important to the decisions that we make it's important to everything. Amen. That's why God gives us his word to give us a different view on who we are, a different view on life, a different way of looking at it. So here she saw it was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, to be desired, to make one wise. She listened to the devil long enough to convert her soul over to believe the way he told her she should believe. That's all that happened. That's what happened to all of us. <laughs> Amen. And she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also to her husband, and he did eat. Amen. So every the both of them ate of that fruit. Now people say things like, Well Adam he didn't yes, he did, he had to do it. He had to do what he did. Amen. Because he wasn't a hater like you religious people that say he shouldn't have done it. He loved his wife. That's all he could do was love her. Hey! I like this guy. See, he should have let her make reservations for dinner that night. Adam was under a vow, and he kept his vow, because he was a holy man, and he loved his wife, and he loved God. Amen? So he entered in with her into the transgression, trusting that God would do what he needed to do to help them. And if he could do it in the condition he was in, we can do it. Amen? If he can go into disobedience with his eyes wide open and trust that God would do something to pull them out, we can, we can trust God too. We who have righteousness in us now, we can trust God as well. So Adam wasn't stupid, all you smart theological men out there, and he wasn't obeying his wife and falling down and all this crazy stuff. He was fulfilling his commitment, he said he would leave father and mother cleave to wife. He left God cleave to her. That didn't make him henpeck, stupid, or anything. That made him righteous. Amen? People need to learn how to keep vows. That's why we look down on Adam, because we don't know how to keep vows. We'll break a vow Cause a hoe comes by and tells you she can do better for you than her, you, your wife can. Huh? And she can't even take care of her own stupid self. She's looking for somebody to pay her bills. And you think you got something better. As for all you stupid, whole mongering theological people out there. you criticize Adam and Eve. My goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He's worthy. Amen. <laughs> so this is why we get sick right here. You don't get sick necessarily by what, quote-unquote, you do. You get sick because of what they did. Sickness just came because of their disobedience. And it was handed down generation after generation after generation. Amen? Because you have the blood. We can repent and get out of the penalty of sin. Amen? So you can't really say... Your sin makes you sick and that's the end of the story. There's an iniquity in there, a root of iniquity that causes you to sin. You see? And it goes back to the first Adam. Amen? The last Adam came and fixed it all for us. Amen? Fixed it all for us. You know, you can, you can, can, can harbor resentment or unforgiveness or bitterness in you and, and you can forgive people and get an alleviation of symptoms but you're still prone to disease because of iniquity. So the root is still there and it can work some stuff. Amen? So it's not something specific. It's something within that has to be. That's why we have to take the word in. That's why the word has to be engrafted to root all that stuff out. Amen. If you were sick just cause you got mad at your mother-in-law or something, you forgive her and, and you're right back in righteousness again. But sickness can come and knock at your door another way. You see what I'm saying? So it's not like you're, you're batting off these, you know, you're playing tennis and hitting these unforgiveness balls across the net and you go free. So, so it's, it's prone, you're prone to attack. Because of that. Amen. So, so we, we diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord. We diligently stay in the Word. We help ourselves by, by keeping in the Word. Amen. There's some times where you'll have little aches and pains and you don't know where they come from and you say, well, I don't, I forgive everybody, I love everybody and still had ache and a pain. It's because iniquity is still working and you gotta get the Word in there to get that ache out. You understand what I'm saying? It's just something, something about the human condition, but that does not mean that your peace is disturbed. Amen. God keeps us in perfect peace, and, and that peace is really what, that's your, your ticket to a good life. Amen. As long as you have peace in your soul, you have peace in your heart, you have peace in your, your members, and then you're good. Amen. Amen. So, so God brings us to a place of peace and wholeness and soundness. But we're working on it. Amen. Every day that you get up and take the children's bread. Amen. That's the word of God. So healing is always the children's bread. And you're to take a daily dose of it. Amen. Amen. And, and God helps our 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 physical man, to stay free of disease. So we say disease is a result of iniquity. We see that in Genesis 3. Eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil caused death. Disobeying God and eating of that tree caused iniquity to come within the soul of man. Amen. So disobedience began in the soul. You saw that with Eve. She looked, she saw, she thought about stuff. She made a judgment about it. Her whole soul was involved in disobedience. Amen. And so it caused iniquity to, to become our inheritance then. So disobedience or obedience is a function of the soul. You, your mind must convince your will to do something. Amen. Disease begins there. And it is in the soul where the decision is made to choose life or death. So this is why you take the medicine of the word by hearing it. Hearing has a definite effect on your brain. It has an effect on the mind. It's what you listen to that helps you to make the decisions of life. So disease, we say, begins in the soul. It is in the soul where the decision is made to choose for God or not for God. Man chose death in the garden, and God set in motion the process of restoration of life. So the minute the man disobeyed God, God set in motion his redemption. He took an animal where, where Adam and Eve were covering themselves and hiding from God. God took an animal and killed it. The shedding of blood was the remission of their sin. And He made coats out of those skins for a covering for them. And people have worn clothing ever since. Amen. So, um, it, um it, when, when God set in motion, the process of restoration of life to mankind, that was a spiritual operation, and not a soulish operation. Amen. Um, what we get to help us in the natural is really a soulish operation. You know, you you hear about uh, something that that's you know going to help your health, and you get interested in it, and you go and. Uh, you know, think about it, think about it. Well, I guess I'll try this. You know, same, same thing Eve did. Amen. Heard about something, look at it, and you think you're going to try it. And so that natural aspect of life is governed by what we see, what we hear, and the decisions we make. But so are your spiritual decisions. See, when when God introduces His Word that's the the spiritual component that we need that will drive out the root of disease and that's what god's after he drives out the root whereas the natural realm will only eradicate symptoms if that amen alleviate symptoms for a season or help it it uh, in Get in a better condition or tolerable condition for us. But God, because healing is spiritual, the word is spirit and it is life. Amen. So once the word of God begins to come into our heads, our brains, our souls, and if we choose to listen to the word, we choose to obey the word, we meditate on the word and embrace it and make it ours. That's choosing. When you meditate and you say, I'm, I received this. Now I'm going to take this, God. I want this. Amen. When you make that decision that you want the word. Amen. That's why, that's why when people, people will, will, uh, tell you, uh, preachers, you'll hear them say, say amen. And, and people will sit there and look, the more they say, say amen, the harder people look at them. Well, you're not pepping him up. He's trying to get you to receive what you just heard. You got me? And so it, it's, it's just that way. You know, it, it's just, people just, you you see how twisted the human brain is sometimes and how convoluted our thinking can be. Uh, that we don't understand that when you hear something, and it's alive, you have to respond to it in life. You got to say, "That's mine. I heard that. I received that." Amen. And you have to make some affirmation of what you hear. If you don't do that, you'll go out of here and hear something stupid and like that instead. Amen. People like Oprah. You know and all the crazy stuff she would say she thought she was some kind of truth messenger, still thinks that you got me, and look at all the people she reached on a daily basis. and they don't get much of the word from church they don't and they just believe what they hear. Well, the world is full of people like that. just believe what they hear, so you have to choose to hear the word. amen. you've got to make that choice and sometimes it takes an effort. To get the word and to put it in and and to let it help you process things. Amen. So God set in motion a process to restore life. He made the sacrifice so that the man and the woman could continue to have contact with him. See, The reason Satan wanted them to sin and obey him was that they would lose contact with God. That's why he told them. His why he told Eve. He said, "Oh no, you won't surely die." Mm-hmm. Now she believed that, and guess what happened? They didn't surely die. They died eventually. See, that word "surely" means your covenant is broken, and death hits you. Amen. Adam lived almost a thousand years after he disobeyed God. People lived a long time back then. It took a gradual before death began to take over and people really began to physically die. And so part of it, part of it was a, a compromise for, for death. So instead of dropping dead dead they gradually died they began to get sick they uh, Cain killed Abel death you know death would ensue sometimes and then sometimes you see great mercy on people where they would live for very long periods of time so death really was something that God was always under control of because he's under control of everything But in his mercy, he decided to give man time, amen, before he died. And what was that time for? So that he could learn about God and pass God down from generation to generation. So the devil, everything he does to try and thwart what God is doing, it plays into God's plan. Because God kept his word. We do die. Amen. But he keeps his word. We get raised up again. Amen. Amen. So death begins to be swallowed up in victory. And you can see that in the the fact that Adam and Eve continued to live in the natural. Amen. They continued to sin. And they continued to disobey God. But that the time that man was able to stay alive gave God an opportunity to teach man about him. Amen. It, it gave God an opportunity because he could not have the contact with Adam that he had before. Because of Adam's sin. He sinned every day. God couldn't come down and visit him like he did before. He would kill him for sure. And so time, when God begins to introduce time, it's always a mercy of God. The Bible says God is not slack concerning his promises, but he is long-suffering. He doesn't want anybody to perish, but everybody come to a knowledge of the truth. So the fact that he allows us to continue to live means he's sparing life so somebody can hear the gospel and somebody can come to him and get saved, amen? So this is why time gets stretched out, huh? You know, our Baptist brothers and sisters, get right church and let's go home. You ain't going nowhere. You gonna stay here and you gonna pray for man, man, babe, bro. You just stop sinning, fornicating on Saturday night and come to church on Sunday morning. It's true. We've been waiting on you. <laughs> Anywho, I digress. I shall move on. Amen. But God's healing is spiritual. He works in your spirit first. Amen. Mark eleven twenty three 23 tells you that. We'll go there. We're going to read it. Let our little eyes fall on it. <laughs> Jesus said, have faith in God. Verse 22, truly I say to you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt where. Yeah, in your spirit is where you believe. We Heart and spirit are used interchangeably in the word. You know that. and And it's what you have in your spirit that brings health, brings life. That's a seed of power in every human being, is what's in your spirit. That's why the devil fights you so hard to stay in the Word, to get in the Word, to read the Word, to do more than just read it, to get it over with, to just sit down and really say, I'm going to have dinner with God. <laughs> We're at the same table together. God, tell me what I'm supposed to get out of this that I read. Help me to understand it. Amen. Amen. So because disease begins in the soul, uh, it is the soul where the decision is made about anything that we do. Amen. So you you get diseased by what you hear. What you hear, you decide to act on. You act on it. You believe it. And healing works the same way. Healing reverses it. So you hear the word. You decide you want the word. Amen. So when you have a spiritual remedy, you can um, uh, uh, get a cure, but you can prevent and eradicate illness by attacking the root of disease. So this fact that healing is spiritual means that you can get prevention as well as healing. You can set your faith up in such a way that, you know, like I said, when people talk about certain illnesses, you're not moved with fear of them. Amen? Where we used to be. I remember putting up the seven danger signals of cancer and all that kind of stuff. And and I wouldn't even think of trying to look at anything like that. You understand what I'm saying? There are some things that your faith will cause you not even to consider not even to meditate on or use your time or uh anything like that you know and and it's not like you got to pray against all these different things i mean you you got a laundry list of things you can pray against if you looked at disease the ones we know about then there's some that are coming down the pike that we don't even know yet amen so it's pointless to do that but it is good to build your faith up in god's word Faith will always work. Your faith in God's Word will always work. Amen. So, so we get all of this through the atonement, through what Jesus did. We get the spiritual cure. We get the spiritual remedy. The only thing we have to do is keep that strong within us. Amen. So when you're saved, you get your seed, your healing seed is already in you. When you're born again, you're born of the Word of God. That Word covers every need in your life. Amen. And so healing seed is already in us. We just need to keep it watered. We need to keep it fed. We need to keep it strong. And we need to thank God for it. Amen. Sometimes when you read certain Psalms, you'll see that God wants you to, to um, thank Him on a regular basis for them. Look at Psalm 91. Everybody loves that that's your disease immunity scripture. Amen. That should be in you where you don't believe anything bad can happen to you. It just cannot come near my dwelling amen amen i I was i i uh you know a lot of times my husband kept a gun you know men like what well, they they know they they the last defense. If anything happens, I so said, oh, I'm almost, I'm gonna shore it up a little bit. I ain't gonna take no chances. i have in here. But, uh, you know, and I was thinking about it. I said, now, God, I don't really believe no gun is gonna help me, but you know, some trust in you, gun or no gun. And so, you know, they would try to get us interested and, in, you know, as ladies, not look at us, nah, I really don't have no faith in that. I'm not going not go even unless god tells me something different unless a war zone breaks out overnight or something gets it gets noticeably worse and my faith ain't really working but you know i looked at that gun i said it's heavier than than my purse is you know what i'm saying i mean stuff like that now my sister stella She got a pocketbook, and then she pulled a gun out That's long as the pocketbook i my goodness yeah she she's a different kind of chick for sure, but she loves God, <laughs> amen <laughs> <Yeah>. so anyway, <laughs> but uh you know it's just whatever, wherever your faith is, but you know i the, you know I don't like going backwards on my faith. You know, I'm a trust God, and I believe that He can come and deflect bullets faster than I can find a person and pull it out. I don't know what the whatever, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, but um, <clears throat> symptoms uh sometimes can be seen as warning signs of spiritual uh, deficiency. You got me. So, and we all respond to it the same way. You feel pain in your hand and it doesn't go away. You talk to it, whatever. You go get your word. So I'm going to put so-and-so on tonight before I go to bed. Now, it's better to stay fully awake and receive the word. You don't lay down when you eat your dinner. Or you shouldn't. Amen. Amen. So read that word while you're fully awake. Amen. And put it on at night, too. Amen. But, but give your attention. It's about attention, folks. Amen. So, so, and, and they can be, symptoms can be a sign that a spiritual deficiency is there. And so we respond to it by increased attention to the word. Amen. And so we can choose the natural or the spiritual route. Amen. So a choice has to be made. And so when you choose the spiritual route, you are committed then to follow that. If you choose a natural route, you're committed to follow that. Amen. But the spiritual is always there to strengthen your spirit, even if you go the natural route in your health. Now, what do I mean natural route? I mean if if, if you have something that requires surgery, then if you decide to have the surgery, you ask God to intervene there. Amen. In fact, you don't decide without praying and asking God. God, how am I gonna, how do you want me to take care of this? Now, in some emergencies, you don't really have time to have an option. Amen? If they say, you know, we gotta do this, I'm glad you got to the hospital right now, cause we gotta do this, then you know, and you ask God. And God will help the healing process. He'll help the doctors. So that you don't go in there and come out with with uh, uh, a, a a we don't know if we we did a good job and then it doesn't fix and then you got to have seven more surgeries after that. So you want to get in a position where one will do it and and that's all you do. So and God can help that. He can make sure that things go well. He can do anything you ask him to do. Amen. Sometimes you can ask God to just God. I'm going to sit here and and listen to the word and if it's not better after that you understand what i'm saying that kind of stuff and so you know how to let your spirit still stay engaged in your healing and your health even though you have some natural help and natural support many times people will find that that they take pills for something, and they'll go to the doctor, and the doctor said well, you don't need as much. We'll decrease the dosage. You're be you putting word in your spirit, and your spirit is getting strengthened and taking over your health now. You got me? And so these are things that we, we do every day, but don't ever drop the word. Don't ever think of either or. I either got to go this way or go the word. You can still... Build your faith in the word even though you're taking a natural remedy or a natural, a natural things we take often to alleviate symptoms. Amen. So we're under better symptom control sometimes if we do things that way. So we know too that diseases because they have a, a spiritual origin. Amen. Uh, the reason they have a spiritual origin is because we were disconnected from God's Spirit, and that's how we got sick. When you're reconnected with the Holy Spirit, health begins to come back to you. So it it begins to your spirit begins to hear the word and begins to build, immunity begins to build power, begins to chase disease out and symptoms out of your body. Amen. And so once you you understand that, that you're building your spirit because your spirit man is stronger and he can begin to resist disease, resist symptoms, resist it, all, any anything from darkness, your spirit man has to be strengthened so he can resist it. Amen. Disease can be inherited, generational, or it can be from personal choices. Amen. Many times infants are born with disease. They're, they're born with deformities and all kinds of things. And, and you know nobody can trace where it came from. So we already said it comes from Adam and Eve. It's inherited. Amen. And anybody can inherit anything. You know, sometimes you know to, what to pray and, and how to pray and things still happen. Amen. And so it's it's something that we can never put our finger on, and say if I pray this way, this won't happen. You you just really cannot ever say that with a certainty, unless God gives that to you. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes people can get a bad report at a um, uh, uh, pre pre um, pre birth appointment. And it's good to take that to the Lord and say, God, they're saying this baby is going to be this, that, and the other, but I believe this baby's healed, like your word says. Amen? And begin to build on that. Build your faith on that. Begin to thank God for it. Begin to feed yourself on the word. Begin to strengthen yourself in that. And so sometimes you can get a warning, you know, by a symptom, and you can start Killing it with the Word of God, Amen. Kill it, and you know the people, women, have said they, they told me I should abort this baby, and when that baby was perfectly normal when it was born, you understand what I'm saying. And so, uh, your spirit is able to undertake for you and drive out things from your soul and from your body that would overtake you. Your soul and your body cannot fight on their own the things that are wrong with it you got to have something stronger. So the spirit comes in. Your born-again spirit comes in to undertake the health process for us. Amen? So Jesus is the cure for any instance of any disease or anything. God told Adam and Eve that their sin would defeat the devil, that their seed would come and defeat the devil. He told them that they would have a a son that would come And crush the devil's head. When you crush his head, you crush the source of his power. Amen. The devil is all mouth and thoughts. That's why he speaks to us. Amen. So when you crush his head, he can't speak. When you crush his head, he can't give you ideas. When you crush his head, he can't whisper at you. When you crush his head, he's powerless. Amen. Amen. And he said the devil would bruise his heel. Now, he did that at Calvary. Amen. When Jesus had to undergo the punishment for our sin, that was the enemy bruising his heel. And so he didn't get power over Jesus. Amen. So, amen. So disease really is Satan's act of war against humanity. Disease is an act of war against humanity. Jesus is the one appointed who defeats the enemy for us. That's why in many instances he's called the Great Physician. Because he has power over all disease. Amen? We defeat Satan by fulfilling the Word of God. This is how Jesus defeated Satan. By fulfilling the word of God. And and it's been a, a Bible statute and an ordinance that by being obedient to God's word, amen, none of the diseases that he brought upon the Egyptians will come on us. Amen. So that's your immunity to disease is obedience to God's word. Well, what happens if I disobey? You repent and you're obedient again. You got me? See, this is, this is the thing people don't understand. God makes a way for you to fulfill this word. Amen. He doesn't put a prescription in the Bible for your health and then nobody ever be able to attain to it. Amen. You can do it. You, you can do what God tells you to do. Amen. Live a life of love. Live a life loving people. Live a life forgiving people. Be the first one to forgive. Amen. Don't sit up with your arms folded and wait for something to happen to you. You go to God with that. Amen. Because there's more at stake than just your pride. Amen. There's your life. There's your health. There's your money. There's your health of your seed and your grand seed and and all of that. There's a lot at stake here for your obedience. Amen. So when when, uh, we fulfill the word and that's what Causes us to be able to resist the devil. Because you're on God's side. When you're disobedient, you're on the devil's side. You can't fight somebody and you're over in their camp. Amen. But when you get on God's side, you can resist Him. You resist Him from a per- a- a position of victory and holiness and righteousness and power. Amen. So you're able to resist Him when you're in the right position. Amen. Amen. Uh, you, you can't, if you position yourself somewhere where you're vulnerable, you can't resist the enemy. Amen. You can't afford to be mad at nobody. You can't afford to want to go tell somebody off and get them straight. You can't afford that. You, you can only afford to humble yourself, obey God, learn how to love people. You know, I mean, even if they're hard to love, nobody's really hard to love. That's just how we look at it. Amen. You need to look at everybody as easy to love. God, if you can love me, I can love them. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So Jesus was able to defeat Satan by giving him the word. That's how we defeat him, too. Amen. When he was tempted in the wilderness... He began to tell Satan, it is written. Amen. It is written. It, that's, it, it always interested me that Jesus didn't say, because I said so. Huh? Amen. He said, it is written. And what's the difference? Amen. What's written is authoritative. It has authority. It's forever settled. So Jesus, even though he was the Son of God, even though he was sinless and perfect, he didn't in that instance refer to himself as being the authority. He referred to the Word of God. He deferred to the Father because the Word actually comes from the Father. The Son is the expression of the Word. He's not the originator of the word. He is the expression of the word. Amen. Just like your, your, your children are expressions of their dads. You go in a family and you see somebody's, you can pick out who, oh, that's gotta be your daddy. You understand what I'm saying? Unless it's gonna get you into trouble, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's another story for another day. But you can tell, you can tell the kinfolk. Amen. You can tell who's related because they express, they're the image of the original. Amen. And so Jesus, because he was the image, the express image of the Father and he humbled himself to come here and be obedient to everything the Father told him, he fought the devil on the basis that the Father expressed this word and I'm repeating what the Father said. So it is written. Even though Jesus was the express image of the word of God, he was the word incarnate. He was a word wrapped up in human flesh. He referred to scripture as it is written. As a pattern for us, for when we get in trouble, we go to scripture because it's written. Because it's forever settled. Because it came from God. Because God backs it up. God backs up his word that is written. So he told the devil, he said, I'm not making this stuff up as I go along. It's already written what my answer is to you. And that's what we need to rely on. Our answer to the enemy and our answer to symptoms is already written. Amen. God said that by his stripes, his son's stripes, we are healed. We were healed at Calvary. Amen. So what's written cannot be misunderstood amen so the devil can read he knows what's written he knew he knows Jesus too amen and so what is said is it becomes the property of one person amen when you say it's written that word is the property of God and he's the only one who can fulfill it and he's the only one who can back it up amen we, we are good at quoting other people sometimes, you know, and, and you do that, you and I, we do it. When we want to share a testimony, we'll give credit to whoever gave the testimony, amen, or tell you, let you know it's valid because we know that person as a legitimate minister or servant of God or whatever. But when you start to fight the enemy, you have to diligently listen to the word, amen. So, so, and, and make sure that what you believe is what God said is written in the Word. Amen? So, in, And that is a law that applies to all of us in every situation. It, the devil must obey it. Amen? Because it is the written Word of God. Amen? When you take the Word, your spirit engages in battle in a new way. Amen? Your spirit then gets engaged in a new way because the word begins to give him weapons that he can use against the evil that the enemy wants to perpetrate. Okay, So your spirit can now know what God says and choose to hold on to God's word. And as your spirit is strengthened in the word, he speaks to your mind and he keeps your mind from being confused about what's true. Amen? So the Holy Spirit helps you. He'll bring to your remembrance things that you read in the Bible. Amen? You're not some walking Bible encyclopedia. That's you yielding to the Holy Spirit. He's telling you. Amen? He's telling you what's in there. Amen? So your soul then has to be converted or healed before your body then can can begin to take on on the, the uh, benefits of the Word of God. Whatever you believe consistently, whatever you hear consistently, whatever you speak consistently, is what will God will move on. Amen. Because God still has to bring your words to pass. He still has to move on what you you say and what you believe, and so it has to be consistent as far as God is concerned. Amen. So when he says diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and, and do that, and diligence means in a studious way, in a way that shows that you, you do it deliberately, you do it thoughtfully, and you do it on purpose and you do it consistently. Amen. So, so God wants us to, to be able to seek what he's doing in our mind's eye, and see what he says in our mind. Begin to see yourself whole. Begin to see yourself up and moving around. Whatever it is that that uh, um, that has been plaguing you, if you can begin to see it as well as meditate on the word, then you it begins to be strengthened in you. It's something that the enemy is going to be difficult for him to take it away. Um in John chapter 12, I think it's where I want to go here. In verse, I'll say in verse 38. 37. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. That the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke, saying, Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because that Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes and blinded their heart, That they should not see with their eyes. Nor understand with their heart. And be converted. And I should heal them. So in your soul. There is like a four pronged. um, Conversion that has to be take place. Just because you hear the word. It doesn't mean it's going to produce in you. Amen. You have to hear it. With your ears. See it. With your eyes, there's a seeing that you do when the word becomes real to you. You begin to see yourself doing the things. You know, it's like when, when God told me to call me to ministry, I would sit and think about it sometimes and I would see myself preaching. I would say, because I accepted the word. See, if you sit there and say, God, oh, you called the wrong person. Oh no, not me. Ooh. You know, go through the Moses thing. That's not for us. You got enough faith in you to say yes to God. At least say yes to him. Hmm? Everybody got that? That's, that's not humility. That's not, you're, you You got to get it in your spirit first. You can't, you can't t- say insecure things because God is already giving, If why would he call you if he couldn't help? He knows he's got to help you. Uh, yes. And you know he got to help you. So that should be the first thing out of your mouth. I'll do it, God, but you got to help me. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> help me, help me, help me. Amen. Amen. You know that Moses response is people that don't don't have the born again spirit. Your spirit's born again. You have the capacity to hear instruction from God, command from God, and respond affirmative to it. Amen. You can say yes, God. This is why many people never get success. They let their minds, they let the word of God get entangled in their minds and they never untangle it. So you gotta move on from feeling inadequate and unprepared. Trust me, we all do. It was a shock to me to no call to do what? I mean, do people really do that? Is this, do, is this how God recruits people like this? <laughs> Where I am? Huh? Everything was a shock to me. So I guess I got accustomed to being shocked and saying yes to the shock. You say yes to everything else, God Presents for you. If he tells you gonna put you to work, you gotta say yes to that too, amen. And 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 you can do that. You say yes by faith. He's not expecting you to know what to do. But I remember through I said, God, you really want me to do this. You really, and little by little, He began to open up my understanding and my vision. But you see. You begin, you first hear with your ears. You gotta hear God's word tell you something. And when you take it in and you say yes to it, and you start to meditate on it, see if you meditate without saying, let me just explain this to you. If you meditate on something without explaining it, without saying yes to it, if it's God's word and he's commanding you to do something, you gotta say yes to that before that word will come in. This is why the Pharisees saw miracles and didn't believe Jesus. They never said, yes, that's God. And yes, this man came from God. And yes, 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 yes. Everything I say is yes. Everything I see him doing, I'm saying yes to. If you leave it outside of your, your acceptance of it, you never say yes. When you think about it, your mind will continue to fight it. That's why we never get any farther in stuff that that we want to do. Your carnal mind is the enemy of God, and it's going to fight everything that God wants to do in your life until you say, yes, God, I'm going to do that, and yes, I want that, and yes, I trust you. You're not crazy for calling me to preach. You know what you're doing. I say yes. I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I'm, you're doing. I don't. I say yes. But until you do that, that whatever word he's trying to get you to receive is going to be entangled in your thought life your carnal mind is going to fight it. It's going to say, you can't do that. You're right, I can't do that. The minute you step out to do something for God, if you don't say yes and get the fullness of his power, his His grace and his cooperation with that, the minute you step out and do something, the devil will say, now look, you shouldn't have done Look at what you did. You messed that up. See, he says that enough to people who have said yes. So quit leaving that command, that word out there, that call out there on the shelf. Quit leaving it out there like that because the devil's messing with it out there. You embrace it and you say, yes, I'm scared. (laughs) You say, yes, Lord. And they say, I'm scared. Yes, Lord. (laughs) I'm scared. Yes, I'm scared. I don't know what I'm doing. Where's the money coming from? Where's everything? But at least you said, yes, you did your part. So when you say yes, you embrace the word, you receive the word, you receive it by faith. You don't know what you're doing. That's what faith, that's why you have faith to accept something and not know what you're doing. Nobody knows what they're doing when they operate in faith, but God knows He, the one who needs to know knows. So you hear with your ears and you say yes. And you begin to see with with their eyes. When it says here in verse 40, he blinded their eyes, it's because they didn't embrace the word. When, When they were in the wilderness, they had the same pattern. They hardened their hearts against the word. Well, I wouldn't say I'm doing, yes, you are. Until you say yes, you have hardened your heart against the word of God. Yes, amen, I receive it, thank you, I got it. Blinded eyes and hardened hearts will never receive the word. So those who are blind get more blindness. That's why good prayers is, is mercy. God soften their hearts, open their eyes. Help them to see that this is a good thing for them. Amen? And so, so, this is why they never received who Jesus was. Amen? Continual hardness. They looked at His miracles and poo-pooed them. Or they looked at His miracles and criticized them. Amen? They looked at, or, or you know, Tongues is of the devil. You say that enough, you won't get it. God's not going to force a gift on you. Gifts have to be received. And they're, they're, they're received in love, folks. You don't get a gift and you don't, you know what I'm saying? People are that smart. You know, you, you criticize things people give. You won't get, get much from them. They know better. They say, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not giving them nothing else. Amen. And so, so when we, when we receive the word, we receive it in our hearing first. And then you, you say yes to it. Receiving it means you say yes to it. And that word then, when you meditate on it, your spirit begins to receive it more and more. So the saying yes, the receiving of it has to be done to bypass the fight that's in your carnal mind. Your mind that says it's going to be this way all the time. That's what the gifts of the Spirit are for. You know, the, the gift of faith comes into a, a situation to bypass the the stopping of the door of your carnal mind. Amen. It's like, now God showed me this one time, it was, uh, we were in a conf- in conference and he gave me a word of knowledge when I was at the altar about people with swollen feet. And he says, those feet are not going to swell anymore. And so I kind of watched after a while, because when you say anymore, you understand what I'm saying? That ain't something I say. <laughs> but I want to make sure it was not me and it was God. See? So you kind of watch. And I would ask people that I knew had complained of them. My feet haven't swelled in a long time. Yeah, you know, oh, that's good, you know, so forth and so on. And so I asked the Lord, I said, how is it that all these people's feet ain't swollen no more? You understand what I'm saying? Because you understand what I'm saying? You need to know these things. And God said, I sneaked it in on them. He said, because most of them wouldn't receive it because they're so accustomed to their feet being swollen. So your carnal mind will tell you, oh, that's not going to work. Well, it's not that important. It'll tell you a lot of things and stop it. He said, I bypassed that. How do he do that, God? With the gift of faith. See, so gift of faith will bypass everything that would try and hinder. You can't have it all the time. I don't. I can count the times that I know it's operated. You know, some it's probably operated some more than I didn't know it. But you know, you can pretty much count the times. Amen. It's it's as the Spirit wills. But God, you know, and then He showed me. He said, "Yeah." He said, "Israel, I I did that with Israel. They their feet never swole. He said they walked on their feet for forty years. Their feet didn't swell. Their shoes fit them every morning when they got up." Amen. And and so, and and the way you hold on to it, you thank God for it. Just get up every, God, I thank you. My feet don't swell. I thank you. They don't swell. Amen. You, 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 there are ways that you can let your spirit man then begin to take over the way he wants to take over and run your life and make it full of blessings and not anything to be concerned about. Amen? All right, we'll quit. Father, we thank you for your word and for understanding. We thank you, Lord, for the glory that is revealed when we receive your word, Father, that you want to make your people a praise in the earth and a glory in the earth as we take on your attributes in your word. So we thank you, Lord for the praise and the glory that comes in your it is written word and your received word thank you for it lord in jesus name amen anybody needs prayer come on up and i'll pray for you